0: I was just like in so much loss. And I was like, one minute, I need to just step away from from creating content. I need to step away from business. Like I just need to step away and stop. Um, Whether I liked it or not, my body wasn't gonna let me do anything anyway. So I took kind of like three months off, three, four months where, and it wasn't conscious. It was just like, I can't do anything. Like I'm physically not okay. I'm mentally not okay. I just can't. So I, I paused and that period of pausing made me really reflect on like, where am I going in life? What am I doing? And, you know, you asked me at the start, what prompted the push to move to Berlin? That was, you know, that idea came back in that period. Like if I would have had that baby, I wouldn't be able to like as easily go and travel and work, etc. So it really kind of prompted a, a, a self-reflection.
1: Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. All right, what up everybody? And welcome to Authentic Conversations. Today is a fun one because uh, it's also going to be educational and very interesting, but so much fun because, you know, uh, in in many respects, I've worked hard to try and uh, take over this idea of authenticity. Not that I'm the only one because obviously so many people talk about it, but I have the OG, and so for for those of you know, if you're watching right now, you're seeing her already, Uh, but Alex Galvez, uh, she goes by Authentic Alex. And as a matter of fact, when I, met her. Uh, This was back in May of 2017 was the first time that she and I interacted. It was very brief at that time, but since then we've had conversation. And so you were going to get to hear the real deal on authenticity today, which is so dope, but it's because it's going to be like the real professor teaching the student. And then this will help launch me into so many things. So Alex is, uh, she is a keynote speaker. She is a LinkedIn learning author. She spends a significant amount of time contributing content to a lot of different social platforms. I love the fact that she calls herself the queen of vulnerability, uh, because if you follow her and pay any attention at all, you will see that. Uh, But one of the things that I'm most captivated about is she has made, at least from an outside perspective, a significant shift in a sense uh, and lean very, very deeply into mental health and well-being. So that's uh, kind of the a cliff notes version of what you're going to hear today and who you're going to hear from. But for now, what up to the OG? How are you?
0: <laughs> wow. What an introduction. <laughs> I'm well, thanks. I'm very excited. I mean, come on, if there's any topic I want to be talking about.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody has the pleasure. I know you probably hear this all the time. You're like, whatever. But everybody has the pleasure of listening to just a fantastic accent for a good long period of time. (laughs) I mean, it's so soothing and it's cool. Um, When I first met you, you were in the UK, Uh, you have relocated to Berlin, which I just found out offline um, that you did that. And then that's temporary and you're on to be this world traveler. So uh, curiously, uh, maybe just to kind of get going and set the stage. So you spent the majority of your life from what I understand in the UK, correct? Like that's where you were born and raised. And yeah. so what was the draw for you uh, to, to to get out of that space? And then now to really what is setting off on this world travel journey that you're gonna be on, which you dropped in there, so many other amazing places that you're gonna go. So what pulled you away yeah, from I mean, one of the coolest you're getting
0: places? Yeah, you're getting the inside scoop because no one knows this yet. <laughs> no Oops. one actually knows I'm doing this. Uh, so. Yeah, I have, uh, like you said, I'm I've, I've born and bred Londoner. Um, I have spent the majority of my life in the UK. However, I have also spent a considerable amount of time in different countries. So when I was uh, growing up, my mum had the tendency of uh, shipping me off to different countries to stay with family or to stay with family friends. So I spent a lot of summers in Colombia where my mother's from. Um, She used to send me a lot to Spain um, and Italy and France with lots of family friends, so I kind of got very used to traveling from a very young age and I mean like this was maybe I started I think from about four years old that I used to get sent with an air hostess on a plane on my own and then I'd be picked up by someone else on the other side. So traveling from a young age was like really kind of normal for me. And I always sort of joke growing up that like airports are like my second home. And I just kind of had that trouble bug as I grew older that I kind of did a lot of, when I worked in the corporate world, I did a lot of weekends away to different cities. And I just love um, kind of spending time in different countries, architecture, museums, art, um, different cultures. And it's just a massive part. I, you know, well, I had a big goal that I actually like didn't tell anyone about. And it was a goal around like, I want to be able to work and travel. Like I want to be able to have a business that brings me a stable income that allows me to base myself anywhere, you know, the, the digital nomad lifestyle and it's, it's been something that I've been working towards for a while. You know, I, I considered doing it straight away when I left my corporate job, but I didn't have a business and it just felt a little bit too risky for me. Like I'm someone that kind of likes to build foundations and make sure that everything's kind of all right to leave because it's challenging to move to a new country. So I thought, you know, I don't need the challenge of a new country and a new business and surviving at the same time. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of, that's what I've been doing for the last few years is building the foundations of my business so that I'm ready to pick up and go. And, you know, the pandemic in a way kind of fast tracked that process um, because at the time I was in a relationship, it was coming to an end. Um, I just felt like I was ready to kind of move into this new chapter of my life that I'd been working towards for quite a while.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I love that you said that, you know, your career. You know, you've been working towards this as being a huge part of, you know, this next season of your life. You know, a lot of people, when they get into a career and into business, um, you know, they're looking for quote unquote success, right? Which I think the scene is going to come up a couple more times later on, but you know, th- that that's kind of the goal, right? Is I've made it like, I-, I want to be important. I want to be known. I want to make a bunch of money. And I love the fact that like, this has been a vision of yours for a long period. Period of time, um, and I think that it's something that more people need to aspire to. Not necessarily to pick up and travel, though that that's cool. But I think that people need to broaden their perspective of what it really means to get to this place that they feel like they've made it. And, and I don't even know if that's it, but like you know, just a, achievement of some sort. Yeah.
0: I definitely agree. You know, it's really funny because I hired a coach um, back in December and I had this idea of like, right, you know, I've been doing my business for four years. I need to like, you know, scale or I need to, you know, improve it or do all these things, you know, to to generate more money. And then I, I did these coaching sessions and I was like, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> like actually what came out of that coaching was I'm very interested in making sure that I create the right lifestyle business for me and that my success, like my the things that are important to me are being able to travel and do it comfortably, and not have restrictions on how much money I spend, or how much I have to pay for a flat, or the the fact that I want to live on my own in most places. Um, and that was trying to figure out, okay, well, how much money do I need, and breaking that down, and how you know how am I going to achieve that versus how do I you know make a hundred k plus and you know six figure businesses and all that. Bullshit, sorry, dare I say. No, no, but like please. that's not that's not what I aspired to to have. And I think the reason I hired a coach to do that is because that's kind of what you do, like in our space. And then I just quickly realized, no, I'm not really interested in that. Actually, what I'm interested in, like my definition of success is having freedom and, and being able to travel. And so that became, you know, my goal. And sometimes it's difficult, like sometimes you do forget what you're trying to achieve because there's so much loud noise around what you need to be doing as a coach or as a business owner
1: man. And it comes you just, back to
0: authenticity, right? <laughs> you, you,
1: you just, you just become more and more my favorite all the time. Sorry to everybody else that's ever been on the podcast, but like, you know, when you said, you know, your definition of success is freedom. So that, that's like the big thing that I coach people towards. And I say, you know, the freedom to do what I want, when I want with the people I want. And obviously there's parameters around that, but I love the fact that you have, and and I would venture to say, and I know we're going to talk about this, but like, I would venture to say that this has been a huge part of just your own kind of mental well-being journey as well, because it takes a lot to fight off the ideas of, I want to be like This woman, or I want to be like this man, or I want to have this name, or I want to make, I mean, you talk about six figures, everyone's shaking seven figures in front of other people like that is just like the easiest thing to do in the world. And so it creates so much pressure that even if you can get to some level of financial success, your life is being destroyed more often than not. Right?
0: Yeah. And not only that, but, you know, I've spoken, you know, some of my clients have businesses that they started from the ground up and turn over like tens of millions of pounds. And then other clients have those six, seven figure businesses when I talk to them and I really find out like, you know, what was it like? Cause most of them come to me cause they're like done with it and they want to rebrand and they want to reposition themselves to, to chase this new, you know, this more authentic version of their life and themselves right and i and I see that, and it it doesn't necessarily make people happy, and I think that's what people instantly assume and For me, when I think of having a business like that, whether that's seven six seven or like more figures. I just think I don't want that responsibility. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want to tie myself down. I don't want to have a team. I don't want like the, the, the pressure of legalities and all these things. And, you know, that might be what someone else aspires to. And that's also not to say that that might not be a goal that I have later on in life, Mm -hmm. but at the stage where I'm at, it's not something I'm interested in.
1: Okay. So uh, maybe just, you know, your opinion or perspective. So we, you said something in there that we hear a lot, which is, you know, the things, the achievement of a dollar figure doesn't ultimately bring us happiness, or it usually does not. So why do you think there is so much tension still between this need to get there, to be happy, and yet this belief that we know that that's not going to make us happy? Where do you see that?
0: External validation. It's like, it's all to do with appearances. It's all about like, I need to show that I'm doing X, Y, Z so that I don't feel inferior. And so that I feel like I belong and that I'm successful. Yeah. And that starts from within, like it starts from figuring out, okay, well actually let me shut down that noise and let me think about like, what do I want? Like, what does success mean to me? Like what's important to me?
1: Hmm. So, and where, that's,
0: that's a difficult thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I it, it it it's, it's one of the biggest fights that I personally fight because I deeply believe in, who I am in 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 what's most important to me and what I value, and yet. Every time I see somebody else achieve something great or I see, or I just had a a coaching launch fail and, you know, I see, I'm seeing other people succeed. You know, there's just this like compounding pressure of my gosh, like, you know, like how come I can't do it and I need to do more. And and then I take this huge step back and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I, I don't need those things. And yet I just find myself fighting for them. It's like, it's just this default thing
0: yeah and you know what it's it's you said something interesting is like your instant reaction is like i need to do more but actually that's counterproductive like you by trying to do more you go into an energy of like uh tension and like trying to control and when you do that things work like not in your favor (laughs) like the opposite happens
1: So where along the way you, I said it, you've said it a couple of times, this word authenticity. So where did you really pick up on? It's really funny, by the way, when I say like, Hey, when did you start thinking about authenticity? You know, it's like my whole life because that's what it means. But like, where, where did you really pick up on that idea and why did it become so important to you? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. Um, so it started off um i it started off as a hashtag that i used when i left my corporate job and i basically kind of left the mask at the door mm-hmm. and was like i'm so done with showing up in a certain way and not being who i am and um post um that talked about Uh, You know, I said, when I was a little girl, I used to dream of working in this really tall building with the pointy top by the river. And having reached the 45th floor, realized that my definition of success was wrong. And it was based on money, power, and status. And that uh, what we don't tell people is that with those things come things like depression, broken relationships, times it takes getting to where you want to be to realize it's not where you're meant to be. And then Mm. that post went viral. And there was a lot of comments about like authenticity and vulnerability. And so I basically um, kind of edited the post and wrote hashtag Authentic Alex. And that kind of sort of started a a thing where I'd sign off my my posts on LinkedIn as that. Um, But, you know, when I look back on authenticity and where it kind of came in, I'd done a speaking workshop where I, we had to do this exercise where we do like a stream of consciousness of things that we like, and then people that were watching would feed back and say a word, and you had to repeat the word back and say, thank you. And a word that kept coming up was authenticity. So I could just tell that like this thing was attached to me in some shape or form, uh, this, this value, uh, and, and that, yeah, sort of ended up becoming synonymous with, with my brand on LinkedIn, um, and became a really important part. So, so to answer the, right, the question as to why it's so important, and I've done a lot of kind of digging as to why a lot of it stems from my childhood so i grew up uh in a slightly dysfunctional family um where there was a lot of kind of control of how you show up in the world we came from very humble beginnings both immigrant parents single parent household low income first generation to go to university grew up in social housing so there was very much an image thing that that was going on. um, And there was, you know, you have to talk like this, and you have to weigh this, and you have to look like this, and you can't leave the house looking like that. And, and so there was a lot of kind of molding as to what I needed to look like to the external world. And that was a big pressure to have from a young age, like instead of just being like, you know, just be a kid. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing that was really kind of important, and and was that I was bullied a lot as a child. And Mm -hmm. I was bullied because I was, you know, I wouldn't say I was academically gifted, but I was creatively talented. So languages and instruments and um, lots of things around the creative stuff, I, I really excelled at in school. And that got the attention of a lot of teachers. But then it got me also the negative attention of students going like, you know, you're making us look bad. And I was bullied very, very severely and so i started hiding my talents because i was like if i show them i get shit for it so i don't want to show people what i'm gifted at or what i'm good at or what i'm passionate about because that gets me into trouble and i held on to that for a very very long time of like hiding what i what made me me and so as an adult when i finally kind of broke free of two of two very kind of big components in my childhood I was like, oh my God, I just want to be me. <laughs> and this is really important. And authenticity is very much tied into freedom because both of those situations were also along the lines of like control. So so, so that's why freedom and authenticity kind of hand in hand, uh, go hand in hand for me. And, and they're super important in my life is because I, t- I had that taken away from me from a very young age. And as an adult, I'm like, no one (laughs) is getting in the way of those two things.
1: Man, I mean, you dropped so many amazing gems in there. And I think sometimes, and I know they mean a lot to you, but because you've shared this story so many times, you know, that it's just part of kind of what you share. Like you said in there, you know, like uh, you got to where you are, but that's not necessarily where you're meant to be. And then all the way through to the end, you know, talking about, you know, hiding who you were for so long. And I think what's so fascinating about that. And so many people really miss is, you know, you get to this place because you've, you conformed or you have you know hidden some part of yourself whatever that may be and it's not necessarily for a lot of people they don't end up down the road and they look around and they're like gosh my life is miserable I hate everything like this is awful as a matter of fact a lot of times they're in a really quote-unquote good place you know they're successful. They're in maybe a a, a good relationship. They're relatively happy, but there's just this burning inside of you. And it's like this emptiness that can only be fulfilled by you standing in the place where you should be versus where you are. And so you saying that and just connecting that so well is fascinating to me. And I think what's interesting too is, and I'm going to take a risk here as I kind of open up and ask this question and and see where this went, but you, you you were on this journey for so long. You were by all means very successful. I mean, hired by LinkedIn to create content for them. I think you were responsible for one of the first or really the first movement of LinkedIn local, which has blown up to be so huge in so many places. You've worked for huge brands uh, 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 over the years and helping them brand. And, and so you've done all these things And yet you seemed to get to this place in the last year where you hit this wall of sorts and really felt like you needed to rediscover or open open up another piece of yourself, which looked like then started down this line of really exploring mental health, which I'm sure that that meant you were having kind of some of your own challenges there. So what happened there and, and how did you get to that place and why has that become something that you're championing so much?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really good point And, and I mean, not point, but observation, um, because I, I wouldn't say I explicitly sh- like talked about that shift, um, but you've obviously caught onto it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, it grief, <laughs> grief and loss. Um, I, and by the way, I you don't, you, you don't have to
1: you don't have to get in, 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 you know, you, you go where you want to go here. I took stabs. Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. don't I mean, want to I'm, you,
0: I'm totally open to talking about these things. Um, I, yeah, so I, I kind of in a way sort of what you were saying was, was sort of in a high, like, mm. you know, I was the co-founder of LinkedIn local, this massive movement that grew, like you said, I just done, uh, you know, I just got in my contract with LinkedIn to do my LinkedIn learning course. I was successful and everything was kind of going well and right. Um, And then I was slightly starting to feel a little bit like I'm feeling a little bit of this pressure building around, you know, having to always create content, having to, you know, build a business and all these things. And I could sense that I was kind of losing a little bit of, of interest in what I was doing. And then life kind of stopped me whether I liked it or not and that was in in the shape of uh having a miscarriage and Mm. it was very much kind of soon after we stepped away from LinkedIn Local which was kind of in a way another baby that I'd helped grow with Anna and the other guys and so I'd lost LinkedIn Local and then I'd lost like uh you know this baby and Mm. then I was just like in so much loss and I was like, one minute, I need to just step away from, from creating content. I need to step away from business. Like, I just need to step away and stop um, whether I liked it or not. My body wasn't going to let me do anything anyway. So I took kind of like three months off three, four months where, and it wasn't conscious. It was just like, I can't do anything. Like I'm physically not okay. I'm mentally not okay. I just can't. So I I paused And that period of pausing made me really reflect on like, where am I going in life? What am I doing? And, you know, you asked me at the start, what prompted the push to move to Berlin? That was, you know, that idea came back in that period. Like if I would have had that baby, I wouldn't be able to like as easily go and travel and work, et cetera. So it really kind of prompted a a, a self-reflection Um, and a crisis again, you know, like an identity crisis, which I'd had when I left my corporate job and I was just experiencing it all over again in a different shape. Um, And so I, I went through all of that and then I went to therapy and it was actually in therapy that Uh, my partner at the time said to me you know I think you should go and see a therapist to help you process this grief and uh you know get you through this and I thought yeah that's not a bad idea and I did the first session with the therapist and I wasn't this wasn't the first time I was in therapy this was the third time um and I, I I like talking therapy I know it's worked for me so I was pretty open to the idea of going um and I finished the first session and I left and I thought I have this crazy idea. What if I documented what I was, what was happening and what I was learning about myself in this process of grief and recovery and and anything else that came up. And it just felt a bit too raw to film myself. Um, And not just that, but I'm always, I absolutely love writing, I'm a writer. Um, and so it felt natural to write about it and I had access early access to the LinkedIn newsletter feature. So I thought I'm just going to start blogging about this and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and, you know, when I started writing about mental health, like that's always been a theme in my content for the last five years, but it's not new. It's just, I honed in on it a lot more. And, um, and, but this was different. This was really kind of giving people access to my emotions and my mind on a regular basis on a weekly basis and I thought I want you know like are people going to be interested in reading about this like you know who knows um and I started sharing that and I talked I mean I've talked about like the recovery of grief I've talked about uh the you know the impact of writing for healing um, I've talked about breaking up with my family. Um, I've talked about like all sorts of really difficult topics. And in the space of a year, I grew the audience to over 25,000 subscribers. And I was like, well, it seems like people are interested in in talking or listening, you know, to me talk about this. And it just became important to me, like a lot more important. And, you know, I've never been, even though what I do for a living primarily is helping people grow their presence on LinkedIn. I've never been a content creator or LinkedIn coach that talks about LinkedIn in their content. So I've always, always shared my journey, and that's the way I market mm. myself. Um, it's a it's a different way, uh, but I've I've it's the way I I feel comfortable doing it. it. Um, is is what I call sharing my hero's journey. You know the ups and downs and everything in between. And it just felt like a good way to get back into content and a safe way to get back into content, even though it was hard things to write about, but writing is really like, for me, cathartic. It's a very healing process. So whilst I appreciate it's helped a lot of people, you know, the first person it helped was, was me.
1: Mm, man. <clears throat> so... I'm so sorry. I, I, I That part, I did not know about your miscarriage. And I mean, just, I, I can only imagine, you know, hearing other stories, how devastating that is. And yet, as I think about that, you know, it, it's it's fascinating to me how these moments of deep hurt, loss, despair, tragedy, really do something to us. And it took what, you know, I'll call it a platform, but it's just so much more But this just platform that you had created around this idea of being yourself. And it really drove it home in an even more significant way for you. Not that you weren't inauthentic before or that you were less and now you're more, it's just, it created such a deeper, deeper story. And it's so beautiful to hear that just by you being you, Definitely, you know, healing yourself, which is so amazing to hear, but you're giving people permission to be themselves and to step through these challenges, whatever theirs looks like. And as much as the world again, celebrates you be you, or you do you, or we'll accept you as you are. That's not really true, right? That doesn't really happen. And so you are giving people a place to really be them through grief, through challenge, but then also through the victory dance as you get through those moments and to the other side. I mean, that is just amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so where, where do you really feel like you, I don't know if I say this, like, where do you go from here? Because you have spent your entire Adult life, for the most part, to this point, really gaining clarity on who you are. Obviously, that's a lifelong work that you do. You're investing into other people to do the same thing, and you know as much as you can possibly help them to do that. Like, what do you see for yourself as you continue on in this journey?
0: Yeah, I mean that that's a great question. Um, I I am a lifelong learner, as cheesy as that sounds. (laughs) Um, and I'm absolutely obsessed with self-awareness and self-inquiry. And, you know, I will continue to like, what I write about is what I'm learning about myself is literally it. (laughs) And, um, and, and encouraging other people that, that will either resonate or relate to my own story or will resonate to being on that journey too. And, so for me, it's about, you know, finding op- more opportunities to learn about myself and to share that with people and create opportunity. You know, I run workshops and trainings and courses of my own that help people do that. Um, so it's not just like I'm on the journey, but it's also like I help people on that journey too. And um, I think for me, like one of my big goals is to write a book um, in the next year. Um, I'm not in a in a huge rush to write it um it's and you know i it's something that i wanted to mention because it's definitely um i'm not sure if you saw it but it's definitely a the kind of thing that i that i that shows how sh- authenticity shows up for me um i actually got offered a book deal and i turned it down because it didn't feel like it aligned with my values and the offer didn't feel like I, it was a win-win situation even though that's a really big goal of mine. And for me, again, this is how authenticity shows up. It's, and it's not, you know, I think what I want to add is like, it's not like you flick the authenticity switch and then you're fully authentic forever. (laughs) It's a constant practice. Like it's a, it's a daily thing. And, you know, when you talk about like, Oh, you, you went to a much deeper level of authenticity in your content, it's layers. It's just layers upon layers upon layers and, It is a journey that you will constantly be on, trying to remove those layers of conditioning and beliefs and all that crap that we accumulate over over the many many years. Um, But yes, I I totally went side tangent there. (laughs) Um, Remind me of your your question. No, no, no. Actually,
1: that that was good when I was asking you know about where you were going. You know, one thing, Alex. Yeah, writing writing a book. One thing I really appreciate about you, and you know, I've I've just tried to pay as much attention as possible. I think because partly, you know, I, I remember all the way back to 2017, you had a significant presence online at that time. I remember meeting you, you were so kind. You just have such a, um, a, a I don't know, just a calming spirit and just so sweet as a person. And as I've watched you throughout your journey and you striving to be, you know, the best version of you and empowering other people to do that. It's something that it has just continued to sustain itself. And what I love the most about all of that is the fact that you know most people in let's just say our positions where you are coaching people or do, you know doing things like this it's all about i'm going to help you to get more i'm going to help you to make more that's the provocative message that's what quote unquote sells yeah. and here and here you are just being yourself and you have continued to grow to gain more traction, to gain more of an audience, to impact more people. Like people, as you're listening right now, like if this, I've been saying this till I'm blue in the face and it doesn't work. So listen to Alex, like this is it, right? I mean, it's be you. It creates the greatest sense of joy and fulfillment in yourself, but you're proving that you're impacting other people's lives forever as the result of you just doing you and helping them to do the same thing.
0: Mm. I would even go as far as saying that people pay me to coach them and helping them to remove things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, when you were talking about like the coaching world is like, how do you get more, more, more like my, I think what we do, like authenticity isn't about more, it's about less. Mm. It's about removing stuff that no longer serves you so that you can go at a deeper level and you can get more and more aligned to who, like to the truth of who you are.
1: Man, that's good. That is so good. That's a good way to land right there. Like, I just think that that's such a powerful statement. So um, where do people, it's really funny for me to say, like, where do people find you? Because it's just so (laughs) obvious. We've talked about it the whole time, but where do you prefer that people engage with you?
0: Uh, LinkedIn, obviously, um, because that's my main virtual home. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn or alternatively, uh, on, on Instagram, which my handle's at I'm authentic Alex. Perfect. Somebody had at authentic Alex. They did.
1: Shame Terrible. on that. I
0: know Shame I didn't, I didn't them. get there first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're there first. They just happened to rob the damn, the damn handle. That's all they got. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I do have the website though.
1: (laughs) That's great. Okay. So I'll make sure to pop those things in the show notes. I mean, this has been a long time coming for me. I think we could potentially talk for hours about stuff like this, but I think what was so powerful was in such a short window of time, you really hammered home the message that I believe that the world needs to hear. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for dealing through sickness previously and fighting to reschedule. Thank you for dealing with technological issues that hopefully will edit out and nobody knows, but more than anything, just thank you for your time, Alex. It's really, really means a lot.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure
1: awesome. Okay, guys, well, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Definitely connect with Alex. I mean, she is just a wonderful, wonderful person to follow to engage with to learn from If you got any feedback for me, you know where to find me. And in the meantime, be you be happy, be authentic. Thank you for listening to authentic conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn
0: more, visit RyanJamesMiller.com.